COH fam, I want you to go with me in scripture to Luke, the fifth chapter, the 36th verse. Luke, the fifth chapter, the 36th verse. Uh, and it reads, uh, he told them this parable. No one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into old wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for he says that the old is better. COH family, I want to share with you today, and if you would join me in a word of prayer as we begin to share on the thought, the challenge of new wine, new math, and new seasons. The challenge of new wine, new math, and new seasons. Let us pray. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this day. Now, God, use me to your honor, to your glory, to share a word uh, that can be a blessing to your people. Save, heal, deliver, set the captive free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. The challenge of new wine, new math, and new seasons. Now, COH fam, is we're looking at the story that I just read, the scripture in Luke, the fifth chapter, in that 36th verse, what you'll realize is that Jesus was being critiqued, that there were some folks who were upset with Jesus and his disciples because disciples would be eating and having a good time. And they were used to folks, disciples during that time, fasting and being very pious and being a very, you know, real spiritual. Uh, but Jesus' disciples were cool in the gang. They were chilling. They were eating. They were having a good time. And they came and they critiqued them. And they said, Jesus, how can your disciples not be doing these kinds of things? And Jesus went on. He, he talked about the bridegroom and shared a parable about bridegrooms. talked about the bridegroom is here. Uh, then, you know, it's time to party. Uh, but also uh, he dealt with uh, another parable about some clothing. But he dealt also with this parable that I want to talk to us about, uh, about wine skins. And Jesus said that you don't put a new wine in old wine skins, because if you do, it will cause the old wine skins to burst. Now, as I'm talking today about the challenge of new wine, new math, and new seasons, um, I'm coming at a time in which we have young people and parents and teachers and administrators who have started a new school year most uh, so far, uh, that we are, are, are getting prepared for the beginning of a new season in fall that starts on September the 22nd. But also, I believe that God may be uh, just about to do something new in your life. And I want you to understand the challenge and what you need to do in order to maximize the opportunity that God has in front of you. One of the first things I need you to understand, if you're going to be able to be all that God has called you to be in this season, is you've got to understand that new wine will stretch you. That's right, that new wine will stretch you. I share with you that Jesus had that parable about the fact that no one pours new wine into old wine skins because the old wine skins will burst and it'll ruin the wine skins and it'll ruin the new wine. Uh, but the fact is that there's some things that you have to understand about the fermentation process that can help you understand this parable. And that, now I learned some lessons when I was a young brother at Friendly High School uh, that as I was a young brother, I, I 
I did a science fair project. And, and yeah, don't do this right now, young people. You'll probably get kicked out of school. But for my science fair project, I made wine. That's right. I, I, got, some, uh, a I got some grapes and I crushed them up and, and used the juice off of grapes. I, and, and there's some ingredients that you need in making wine. It's some sugar and some yeast. And, and, and I let them sit for a while. And, and I made wine. I didn't just make wine, but I detailed the chemical process of wine and the fermentation process. And because I did that, I understood some of the things that were happening that need to make wine that I believe can help us understand what Jesus was talking about. You see, Jesus said that you don't put new wine in old wine skins. And you have to understand that old wine skins are wine skins that used to be new. They used to be new and new wine would put in them. And the new wine, when it fermented, uh, it was able to become old wine. And, and, and new wine skins, when they become old wine skins, are brittle and hard. Now you've got to understand uh, that you can't have brittle and hard wine skins uh, holding the wine because uh, the, the fermentation process is explosive. That's right. That In the fermentation process, what happens is uh, that you have uh, the juice of crushed grapes and you have a sugar and you've got some yeast. And what happens is that the, that the chemical process produces ethanol and carbon dioxide. And those gases cause whatever container that that wine is in to need to expand to release the gases. And so they understood that they needed to use young wineskins, new wineskins, because they had a property called elasticity. Elasticity meant that they were able to stretch. And Jesus understood that you can't put new wine in old wineskins because old wineskins no longer have elasticity. They no longer stretch. And if you're going to do something new, uh, you need a container that's able to stretch. One of the challenges, my brothers and my sisters, right now is that God is trying to do a new work in you, uh, but you're not trying to stretch. And so because of that, it's causing all kinds of uh, hard feelings on the inside of you and in your relationship because you're finding yourself not elastic, not pliable, unable to stretch. But I've come by to let you know that if you're ever in a season of a new thing, there's some stretching you've got to do, some stretching of your mind. You've got to learn some new things, some stretching of your opportunities. You've got to try some new things, some stretching of your crowd. You've got to engage with some new folks that you need to be able to stretch. That's why I'm excited about our young people in this new school year. That's right, because I believe that our young people are the first generation that would ever really be able to do this distance learning. Uh, one, they're the first generation that has had the level of technology that can make it possible. Uh, but two, they're the first generation that, y'all know these are digital natives. These young people, they grew up and, and, and they can grab your phone and get through your phone at the age of three and they can find the games on your phone and be paying for stuff on your phone uh, that you don't even know how to pay for and games you don't even know how to get to because this generation has grown up always knowing the internet, always knowing computers, always knowing technology. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be easy, young people, but I want you all to, to be elastic. I want you all to, in this moment, not be like an old person and be like an old wineskin because right now, the way the situation is that we're going to have to navigate some new modalities, some new ways of doing things. 
and young people, I believe that you are one of the best generations to be able to do this. I believe that you're shaped and you're wired to be able to take on this challenge. I, I'm not saying it's always going to be easy, but I'm saying you've got what it takes. So to my young people, I know that you've got to go some of you to classes on Zoom, uh, but I've come by to let you know that if you do the Zoom right, you're going to Zoom on through life. That, that I've come by to let you know that if you'll be pliable, if you'll be stretchable, if you'll allow this season to stretch you, then what folks think uh, can end up uh, not being good for you, you can turn it around and it can be one of the best things for you. Uh, that, that young people, I, 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 I celebrate you right now because I believe that you all are stretchable. You all are new wineskins and I believe it's some new wine. I believe we got some new wineskin teachers and some new wineskin administrators who are trying to figure out how to be able to shape teaching modalities and pedagogical shifts in order to be able to best meet the needs, needs of our young people. And I celebrate my teachers right now. I celebrate my administrators because I believe that God has put you all in a place. And I would just ask you to allow yourself. I know you're being stretched right now, but I've come by to let you know you're not an old wineskin. You're a new wineskin. And this is not going to burst you. This is not going to break you. Uh, but this is going to help make you all that God has called you to be. That I believe that new wine will stretch you. Uh, but the second thing I believe is that new math can frustrate you. It's an interesting thing, uh, uh, but, but, but as, as I've been sitting and talking with parents, uh, the, the, one of the things that I realized was there's a connection with parents and this text. Because at the end of this text, uh, Jesus said, no one after drinking old wine wants new. Now, that makes sense uh, because the fact of the matter is that old wine has had the time uh, to be able to age and, and aging wine tastes better. And so what happens is Jesus said nobody wants the old stuff, the mature stuff that's been able to age, that's been able to take on different tastes, that's been able to have a much more mature taste. No one drinks that and it's like give me some new wine. Why? Because the new wine has not fully fermented, the new wine has not fully developed, the new wine has not fully become all it's going to become. Uh, but you've got to realize that that does not mean that old wine is better than new wine. Old wine just tastes better in that moment. But at some point, new wine will become old. And the new wine may actually be better than the old wine when it gets to the place that the old wine is. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody here because uh, I've been talking to parents. I've been hearing parents. I've been watching parents. And, and I realize that if there's anything that is causing parents frustration right now, it's that dagnabbit new math uh, that you've got parents who are navigating this common core math and, and you've got parents who, who are saying, look, this is not the way they taught us math. This is not the way we learned math. And so they're trying to help their young people. Have I got a witness, parents? If I was in church with you, I'd say, turn to your neighbor and, say, and give me an amen. And now I just say, I just click an emoji in the chat room. But whichever way you do it, I know what I'm talking about. The parents are having challenges with what? The common core, the new math. It's not the way the parents learned it, young people. We learned it in a whole different way. That We learned it in a whole different kind of a situation. It's not the way that we learned it. But the thing that I've come to understand, even in the midst of it all, it's almost like that old wine that Jesus was talking about. That nobody drinks the old wine wanting the new. Well, parents, uh, I know a lot of parents who, who have gotten real biblical on their household and their math, and they've said, as for me and my house, we shall carry the one. And the parents are like, look, I learned how to carry the one, you're going to carry the one, but you've got to understand that even though 
though new math may frustrate you, it does not mean it's not as good or can be better for your children than the old math. Uh, the reason for the common core math is because uh, uh, the, 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 those who were looking at curriculum realized that as we were teaching math, that we were teaching math very broadly but not deeply enough. And we were not teaching folks how to think like mathematicians, not teaching folks how to think critically enough. And so common core is a way of the hope is uh, to allow our young people to be able to think much more complex about math things and then also it will then integrate into the other areas of their life. And, and I've come by to talk to somebody because sometimes right now you're getting frustrated because you're used to what you're used to do. You're used to the old stuff. You like the old wine. Uh, but is there anybody who can admit that sometimes the old wine is really not as good as you act like it is? Or it may be the best wine you've had, but if you get with this new stuff and allow it to get some maturity to it and allow it to age and allow the new thing God is doing in your life to mature, it can become even better than the old somebody right now uh, that you're beaten up and about to tear down a new relationship, a healthy relationship, a vibrant relationship, somebody who really cares and somebody who really is trying to be a, a, a relationship, a, a mutuality and reciprocity, somebody who wants to be there for you as you are there for them, somebody who ain't trying to beat on you, somebody who ain't trying to cheat on you, somebody who's just trying to love you and yours, and, and, and you can't get over the old relationship with, with the person who acted so horrible towards you and treated you so bad, but because you learn to deal with dysfunction, the old wine seems to taste better than the new. But I've come by to let you know if you allow the new to grow on you a little bit, that the new can end up being better than the old ever was. Uh, that, that you've got to understand that in life, I know that you've gotten used to some things, but some of the things you've gotten used to are not good for you. Some of the things you've gotten used to, some of the ways of doing things are not the ways you need to keep doing things all your life. But in this new season, God's trying to do a new thing. And I know it may frustrate you on the top end, but just hold on and keep pressing on and keep fighting on and watch what the Lord is going to do. New math sometimes can frustrate you. But the third thing that I'm about of here is you've got to understand that new seasons can bless you. Uh, here we are. Um, it, it's about to uh, move into fall. Fall is September the 22nd. And I wanted to give you all this message ahead of time so you could get prepared for what I believe that God may be trying to do. Now, do you realize that I've come to understand that you can be in the same year but a new season? In other words, I know that everybody's griping about 2020. I know everybody's talking about how bad 2020 is. I know everybody's trying to mark 2020 as the worst year of your life. But I've come by to prophesy to somebody that 2020 is not over yet. And in 2020, God can turn it around in such a way and in such a direction that when you look back over your life, 2020 was the best year ever. That you can be like, man, it started off rough. Man, uh, the, 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 the first part of it was rough. Man, almost towards the end of it was rough. But then I got into a new season and it was the same year, my God, but a different season. Uh, but, but, but also, one of the challenges is uh, that, that you can be in a different year, but the same season. Uh, that you can be in 2021 and still be in the same old mess. You can be in 2022 and still going through the same old drum. You can be in 2023 and still 
in the same stagnant, dysfunctional relationship. But you've got to be able to maximize a, a new season so that it can bless you to God's honor and to God's glory. Uh, that when I was young, when I was young, actually most of my life in school, uh, not just young, but most of my life in school, you all know, and I thank God for all of your expressions, August the 28th is my birthday. And sometimes that would be the beginning of school, but it would always be around the beginning of school. And people would often ask me about a week before my birthday if I was getting excited. And the reality is that every time my birthday was coming up, I would start to get a little anxiety. I would start to get a little frustrated. Not because I didn't examine my birthday, but because a new school year was coming up. And I knew that in my family, a new school year meant new drama. I knew that in my family and in my situation, that all summer long, we were all getting along. All summer long, uh, the Reverend Dr. Nancy and Brother Orlando, uh, it was such a wonderful time together. I mean, it was a joyous kind of a family situation. All summer long, it was just such a blessing. But I knew that when the school year came, I was going to be in trouble. I, I knew it. I knew that when the school year came, I was going to get beaten. I knew that when the school year came, I would be on punishment the second marking period for what I had done the first marking period and then I would get off punishment the third marking period because I was on punishment the second marking period and I'd be on punishment the fourth marking period for what I did the third marking period and sometimes I'd be on punishment for the top end of the summer because I knew that every school year I would be in trouble. I knew that every school year I was going to have challenges. And so at the beginning of the school year I would always get anxiety because I knew that the fun times of summer, the nice times of summer were about to evaporate because I knew I was going to be in trouble. I knew that at least twice a school year there was going to be a meeting with all of my teachers and my guidance counselor and my parents because of something I had done. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And it happened every year. And, and years later, as an adult, uh, somebody I was telling somebody this story and, and they said, well, uh, Reverend, um, why didn't you just change what you did during the school year? And I looked at them and I said, wow, I never thought about that. Isn't it interesting? Each school year started and I had a fresh possibility. But I kept putting on the new school year, the baggage of the old school year, the baggage of what I used to do. And so I never stretched enough to be able to try to do something new. And so every school year I ended up in the same pattern with the same problems, with the same people, with the same butt whoopings and the same punishment because I never was able to understand that even though I was the same me, I could do something different in a new season. And I've come by to talk to somebody today to let you know, don't you make the mistakes I made, whether it's in school, whether it's in life, whether it's in love, whether it's on the job, that you can do something different in this new season, uh, that you don't have to stay stuck in the same old patterns of living that you used to stay stuck in. You don't have to stay stuck in the same old ways of doing things that you used to do. You don't have to stay stuck in the same old dysfunction you're used to. But this is a new season and God can do a new work in you. I need you to stretch in this new season because I believe that God's doing something new and something fresh in you. And if you allow God to do it, then there's nothing that God can't do. And baby, it's about to be explosive. God's about to do a reaction on the inside of you. That something on the inside is going to be working on the outside. And oh, what a change in my life. My brothers and sisters, there's a challenge of new wine, new math, and new seasons. But I believe that you are up to the challenge. And I believe that in this moment and in this season, that God can make all the difference. And your life can be different. 
I know that 2020 is not out and I know it's been a rough year. My God, it's been a rough year. But I believe God that God can take this year and still make the best of it. I believe God that God can take this year and still transform everything that we're going through. I believe God that God can make all the difference in the midst of a pandemic that God can bless and prosper you. Look, if you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, we want to give you that opportunity today. If you've never given your heart to Christ, never said, God, I want you to be in charge. God, I want you to be my boss. We want to give you that opportunity today. Today is the day for you to get right with God. Today is the day for all the difference to be made. Although the Bible says that God loved the world so much, he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Here at Community of Hope, we say that we're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. That we don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. We don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning, but when you get here, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name. Slam on it. My brothers and my sisters, if that's you, if you've never accepted Christ and you want to give your life to Christ today, today is your day. Just right where you are in that chat area type, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to get saved. If you're already saved, but you need a church home, uh, today is your day to get connected. Uh, just say, I want a church home. If today you're already saved, you already got a church home, but you want to rededicate your faith, just type, I want to rededicate my faith. Whatever it is, however it is, we're here for you. We want to connect with you. We want to get plugged in with you so that we can pray for you, so that we can get you connected to all that God is doing in the life community of Hope Amity Church. So if that's you, if you've decided you either want to give your life to Christ or make this your church home or rededicate your faith, come on, won't you pray with me? I want you to repeat this prayer after me. It'll be my words, but your faith. Say, God, I thank you for Jesus who died for me and you raised from the dead that I could be saved. Please forgive me for my sins. I want to be all that you've called me to be. So today, I accept Jesus as the Lord and the Savior of my life. I thank you, Jesus, that I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So look, friend, if you prayed that prayer, uh, won't you just, uh, just click right there in, in the chat room uh, or, or it may be after the live stream, uh, but just email us at info at hiphopenation.com, info at hiphopenation.com. We want to get plugged in with you because we believe that God can make all the difference in your life. Now, look, don't y'all forget that we've got giveaways happening next week. We also got a giveaway happening this week as well. So right now, the food giveaway at Iverson Mall is from 10 until 12. Excuse me. Right now, the food giveaway at Iverson Mall is from 10 until 12. Uh, that next week, uh, that we have a food giveaway at Iverson Mall once again, 10 until 12. Let somebody know. Come on by for yourself. We've got free groceries for you. Want to be a blessing to your life. You still have time to give. You can give in many of the ways that are highlighted. You know the dollar sign, give COH at Cash App, the GiveLify app, uh, the, right there in the link, uh, the, the text to give. That Whatever way you want to give, we'll be blessed to have you to be able to give and to share. We believe that God's about to make all the difference, and God can use your giving to transform this region. Now, I want to pray with you as we go uh, uh, further into this week, and I'm believing this is the best week. This shall be the best month, and by the end of this year, this can be your best year ever. 
to God's honor and to God's glory. God, in Jesus' name, I thank you. For everyone watching, I thank you, God, for your hand and for your grace. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of your Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide now, henceforth, and forever among these your people. In other words, God, may you walk with us, may you talk with us, may you live in us that we can live for you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.